Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. All right. Welcome back. Mariners pod once again. Thanks for being here as we have a lot to cover in this edition before the weekend hits. We're going to look back at a very entertaining, interesting, and fun series against the Houston Astros. Capped off a really nice road trip for the Mariners as the M's have won their last four series. We'll try and keep that roll going against the Red Sox this weekend, so we'll preview that series coming up. It will not be an easy one, but a nice long homestand for the Mariners, which is great to see. We will also hear from Ty France, who, of course, as you know, has been wonderful this season. If you are one that participates in all-star voting, I think he's the pretty clear choice at first base in the American League. We'll touch on that coming up in just a few minutes as well. And also, at the end of this pod, I'd love to get your thoughts on this one, too, because opinions, I know, can vary wildly on this one. But Aaron and I talk about the best game-winning songs in baseball. You may not have thought a lot about this unless you travel around to different ballparks. Of course, we get to hear Jimi Hendrix at T-Mobile Park every time the Mariners win. Well, lots of teams have their own songs, and so we talk about our favorites You may agree or disagree. I'd love to get your thoughts and hear what you have to say about game-winning songs. So that will come up at the very end of the pod. In the meantime, let's talk about Houston a little bit. Uh, It was a very interesting series, especially when you go to Game 1 and all the fireworks that we saw in Game 1 of the series. Things got pretty interesting. So let's start there with the benches clearing at one point in the ballgame. Naris ready, kicks, delivers. Inside, and that threw behind him. It didn't hit him. Or did it? Did it graze him? It did. He's taken off the left guard on his arm. That fastball was behind Ty France. Holy smokes. And Scott Service not too happy. And now Scott Service barking over to the first base dugout, and the benches are clearing around home plate. Ty France is just standing there. The Astros are there. The Mariners are there. There's a big pile down around home plate. Yeah, everyone getting to know each other a little better. And then Julio would step up and just an amazing moment in his young career with all the emotions flowing after that and just goes yard. And he delivers. Swing and a fly ball into right field. Going back, Tucker to the one-he track near the wall. Goodbye, baseball! 
Julio Rodriguez with an opposite field. Two-run home run here in the top of the ninth inning. His seventh home run of the season. Opposite field shot. High five from Manny Act on his way home. He touches home plate. A two-run home run. And the Mariners now lead the Astros 7-4 to four here in the top of the ninth inning. The kid comes through in the clutch. How about that? Very cool. And, of course, that would lead to this. So here is Suarez, the big day yesterday. 0 for 4 tonight, pitch on the way, and it's over his head, all the way to the backstop. Bounces back to the catcher, Castro. Throw down a second, and Crawford is in at second base. Holy smokes, that one almost took off the head of Suarez. Nerese, I think, is going to be gone, and now the umpires are going to get together after throwing behind France. Now this one is over the head of Suarez, and Nerese is gone. They gave the warning after the pitch by Nerese behind Ty France, so now Nerese has to go. And then with Julio getting hit a couple of times on Sunday, it feels like this feud is probably not over for the season. A couple more series left between the Mariners and Astros. So the Mariners take game one of the series, 7-4. to four. They lose game two, 4-1. to one. They had a shot. Verlander dealt. They had a shot with bases loaded in the eighth, but a double play would wipe away that threat. Alvarez would homer to extend the lead in the eighth, and the Astros win game two, 4-1. to one. The Mariners going into the game on Wednesday, a chance to win their fourth series in a row. They got some excellent defense during the ball game. 1-1 to Brigman. Fastball swung on line drive in the left field. Winker on a hop. Backhands gets it in. They're waving out Tuve. Here's the throw. They got a chance. The ball's there. Tag applied. Got him. Jesse Winker throws out Altuve at the plate. Beautifully done. Two outs here in the third on the throw. Bregman goes to second. And they played long ball to Cal Raleigh, who has been surging, especially with the long ball as of late, provided a big punch. The stretch and the pitch, swinging a fly ball into right field. Right center going back, Tucker, to the warning track to the wall. Leaps up, and this one is gone into the bullpen. Cal Raleigh with a two-run home run is tied in at 3-3 here in the top of the fourth inning. Kyle Tucker high over the wall trying to bring it back, but there's number seven for Cal Raleigh. It comes with Toro aboard. We've got a 3-3 tie. How about that? There are only two catchers with more homers than Cal Raleigh in Major League Baseball right now. His seventh of the season, he is... Provided some punch at the bottom of the order, some much-needed punch at the bottom of the order for the Mariners as of late. M's weren't done either as Ty France would go yard. Pitch on the way to France, swinging a drive deep to left field. Alvarez looking up, and this one is gone. Goodbye baseball. Ty France with a home run to straightaway left field, jumping on Urtidi's first pitch to him here in the top of the fourth inning, and the Mariners have the lead. Four to three. So a big homer right there. The M's would take the lead right there. They would hold on to the lead, and they would win six to three. The bullpen, excellent as well. Uh, Paul Sewald, who's been steady all season, he's been joined in the back end by Diego Castillo, who's just been lights-out dominant his last uh, nearly 10 outings. He's been so good. And the Mariners take the game. They take the series. So Mariners have won 
their last four series. They're eight and four in their last twelve. It was a good trip, six and three on the trip, and now they return home, which is a good thing. No team has played fewer home games this season than the Seattle Mariners. Just twenty-two home games so far this season. Compare that to Tampa Bay; they've played the most at thirty-four. So that's a big gap. But now they get to be home for a three-game series against the Red Sox, three against the Twins, and then a five-game set against the Angels, who finally snapped their losing streak last night against the Boston Red Sox. And that's who the Mariners will take on starting tonight in a weekend series. Marco Gonzalez against Rich Hill in Game 1. You probably remember well the series in Boston, a four-game sweep at the hands of the Red Sox at Fenway Park, a game where the Red Sox just battered Mariners pitching. Ems gave up a ton of runs, 32 runs in 33 innings in that series, 10 home runs by the Red Sox in that series. Mariners have been pitching much better as of late, and they'll need to against the Red Sox, who've been playing great baseball. They've been on a long road trip. Uh, They won the first six games of this West Coast trip before losing last night to the Angels. They beat Oakland in three, a sweep, and they won the first three against the Angels before playing a night game last night, so they got into Seattle late. But Otani, a two-run home run, and pitched seven innings of one-run ball as the Angels got the win. The Red Sox, it was a real struggle to start the season. You look back on May 8th, they were just 10-19, and 19, the second-worst record in the American League. Well, they're 28 since then, the second-best in Major League Baseball. Their offense has been really good, and you would expect that to be the cause of the surge, but their rotation has been excellent, especially lately. So their pitching has really led the way as well. They're in the top 10 and ERA, so it's been a couple of different factors. And, of course, they're really mean in the middle with Devers, Martinez, and Bogarts, and Story, who had 13 RBIs when these teams met last time. Red Sox come in 30-28 and 28 on the season. So this should be a really interesting weekend series, and we'll break it all down when we come back with the pod on Monday. In the meantime, Ty France has been dynamic. He has been incredible. And simply put, he's been the best first baseman in the American League so far this season. And there's really no dispute. He's number one for AL first baseman in F-War and B-War. He's number one in WRC+, plus, number one in slugging, OPS, number two in average on base percentage, He's been the guy at first base in the American League. And Shannon Dreher had a chance to catch up with the Mariners' first baseman. Well, Ty, as I said, I mean, it's time to get you on one of these because somehow you end up on all interviews. You've been having fun with your teammates. Keep an eye open for, especially it seems like, the younger players who are doing interviews and give them a little hard time. Yeah. Um, you know, this this game, is it can be really hard on, on us. And, um, you know, the lighter we can keep it around here, the better off we are. So I just try and keep the mood light. I can't believe I'm talking to you about younger players because I think yesterday you were a younger player and you still are. But what are you seeing from that group? Uh, it's Honestly, it's a good wave we got coming in. Um, these guys, not only are they really good at baseball, but they're very mature for their age. Um, you know, Especially their, their first time in the big leagues. Um, they're handling themselves very well. and you know, it's, it's fun watching them go about their business, about the way they work and what they do out on the field it's you know I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to their futures Julio Rodriguez you expect it but you don't take a Cal Raleigh for granted either I take it no honestly all of them um 
you know, Cal got a little bit, little taste of it last year and, you know, struggled a little bit early on this year. I think he's starting to find his stride and, um, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm happy for him. I've, I've been there. Um, I know what it's like to struggle and I know what it's like to have some success. So um, to see the way that they're handling it, it's been a lot of fun. I think we sometimes think you were just hatched as a 300 hitter, but what do you remember in your struggles as a rookie? How hard it is. Um, you know, it's, and once you get in that little rut, it's hard to get yourself out of it. So, um, you know, to watch these guys the way that they've handled their struggles um, and bounced back from it, it's, you know, it shows a lot of maturity and, um, you know, it's, it's good to have that one through nine in your lineup. Uh, this this lineup goes when you have one through nine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We have a, we have a good group here, and um, you know, all of us are kind of on the same page right now, and we all have that same goal in common. So, um, you know, it's the last you know two two months have been a lot of fun. You know, it's so funny you say that, and I've watched this team for so many years, and I've been watching, and I usually get it, and I'm not gonna lie, I was getting nervous in May, but you guys weren't. Why? Uh, honestly, I think it goes back to last year um the way we started the year last year wasn't very good and it was honestly very similar to this year and the way that that year ended um kind of just gave us that confidence knowing that all right we're going to be all right like you know we're in the same position that we were last year we won 90 games so there's no reason to panic there's no reason to start changing things we'll just keep going out handling our business and um you know i think things are starting to turn for us I remember looking at a game in Cleveland felt like a turning point for you guys last year. I think you got Bieber after losing three straight there, and you lost the series to Detroit before that, and kind of really flipped the switch. And we were talking to Scott Service on the radio station today, and he said he thought there might have been a little bit of wake up after the Oakland series. Yeah, um, you know that that was one of those series where we were at home, um, you know, playing against a who they've been a division rival. Um, you know, they, they're not the same team that they were last year, but they come out with a lot of conviction and they, you know, they want to win baseball games. And I think we took them lighter than we should have. Um, and, you know, they, they handed it to us. So I think that was kind of a awakening moment for us where, you know, if we want to have the season we are expected to have, um, we need to, you know, go out and handle business every single night, whether it's Oakland, Houston, it doesn't matter who, who we're facing. We need to treat every opponent the same and, um, you know, go out and handle business. We've seen just all sorts of clicking on all sorts of cylinders, the starting pitching. We're seeing some improvement from the bullpen. They've had it tough. They've lost a lot of guys down there this year. Offense is starting to click, and this road trip has been different. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think we're all starting to put it together. And, um, you know, like, like you guys have seen, good things happen when we're all on the same page and all going out there and doing our jobs. Um, you know, it, it makes it a lot more fun and a lot more comforting knowing that whoever comes in the game, they're going to shut it down. Whoever goes up to the plate, they're going to get the job done. Um, and, you know, like I, I think just we're in a really good spot right now. You were all on the same page last night when they were all running out on the field. What are you thinking when you're standing out there talking to the umpire and you turn around and your manager and everybody else is coming out? So I didn't even see our side come running. I, I looked up and I saw their entire dugout running at me. So, uh, you know, that was that was a crazy series of events. Um, you know, I was unfortunate that it all had to happen that way. And hopefully, you know, we just put it all behind us and come out tonight and just play baseball. That said, it is good. It is sometimes fun to be a little bit fired up about the other team on the side. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is a uh, this is a good baseball team. They've been good for years, and um, you know, we're we're coming out and holding our own. 
you know, winning ball games against them. And, um, you know, it's, it's nice knowing that, you know, we all are on the same page. You know, we're all ready to go to war with each other. And, you know, whether that means clearing benches or whether that means just winning ball games, um, you know, we're, we're all in a good spot right now. We're all, you know, fired up. How big is it when it's the manager who's the first one out? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's, you know, he, he leads the ship and, um, you know, it's, it's nice knowing that he's got your back and, um, you know, he would do that for any, any single person in this dugout. So, you know, it's, it's always nice having someone like that in your corner. Of course, the biggest thing was you won that game yesterday. This has been a tough place to play, and you know you have to get by them both home and at home. Yeah, um, you know, they're, they're just a good baseball team. So whether it's at home or here, um, anytime you can pick up wins against them, it's, you know, they, they win the division every year. So, um, you know, you got to come out and play your best baseball in order to win, and, you know, that's what we did last night. And now we're going to talk some game-winning songs. And, of course, you can always respond to and send me your thoughts at MarinersPod at Mariners.com because I'd love to get your thoughts on this one, and I know they all vary. But here are our thoughts of the best game-winning songs in Major League Baseball. Now the sweet sound of a Mariners win fired by Jimi Hendrix. Now this is something Gary and I... We talk a lot about baseball, and sometimes you can only talk certain baseball things so much. Before the conversation, Garrett, it kind of starts going other directions. And for I would say for years, truly, we've had a conversation of best game-winning songs yes. in baseball. Yeah. That's what we play at T-Mobile Park, and it is – that's a 10 out of 10. That's a dynamite game-winning song. You could song. almost say it's fire. You just did. All right, so first, before we start diving into this subject a little bit, we need to set some – our sights on what exactly makes for a great game-winning song. And in the case of Jimi Hendrix and Fire, it checks all the boxes. Yes, for me, it's absolutely. I want a song that kicks, Mm. and I Mm. want a local angle to it, whether the song is about the city or it's a local artist. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a local angle and a great song. Yeah, and I think kicks is a great way to put it. It's got to have some juice. It's got to have some spice. It's got to have something that, like... It really it grabs you right away, and it matches the the feeling. Yeah, and that's why I truly think Fire is one of the best in baseball because it checks those boxes absolutely. And when you have, when you can claim Jimi Hendrix is yours mm-hmm. as your city's, yes, yeah. you do that. That's a very good thing. Yeah. Well, we of course we travel all around baseball each and every year, year after year after year. So we hear a lot of these songs. Uh, this is in no particular order. There's a number of songs that we agree on. There are some songs that we're like. What are you thinking, man? Absolutely. There's. I know there's one that we both agree on, and one uh, we just we just heard it in person in New York, the New York Mets. That's a good one. That's a great game-winning song. Yeah, because it has the kick. Obviously, yeah. there's a local angle there. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty – really, when you when you boil it down, you would think that it's just easy to have a game-winning song, right? Check two boxes. But it's not that easy. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> not everyone – do you want to hear Washington's and St. Louis? Oh, yeah. They have, it's saying? interesting. They have the same song. Yeah, here it is. Okay. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do you not have a song? They don't have a song. Come on. They don't have a song. That's a problem. It is a problem. Uh – we don't we don't condone that type of baseball behavior. So there are a few. We both agree with that. We both agree with New York Groove. There are some songs that we don't agree on, like 
This is one that I think is one of the absolute best in baseball. Yes. The Dodgers win. Come on. They love it. So they do love it. Uh, I don't. I don't dislike that song. Uh, who? Who? Produced? Randy Newman. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just, I just think of Woody and Buzz when I hear that voice. <laughs> like I feel, I feel like Bo Peep is going to be coming around the corner. Okay. I mean, and I, and I love the, to- I love Toy Story music. We listen, we listen to it with some uh-huh. regularity. But I it's not see. a bad song. But I just, I have different things that come to my mind other than you know like. Mookie Betts walk off home run. Yeah, but it's. I mean, I understand. You know, you get it. I think it's great. I mean, it is. It is. It's a good song. It's uh-huh. a good song. Where do you want to go next here? Uh, should we go to one of your faves that I am? Oh, you not? I, I as... can't believe you don't like this. It's fine. Do you find it childish? Do you find it annoying? No, I just, it's like, I don't know. It just, it feels, Amateurs? it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Well, I do, I do appreciate the fact that it is tradition. The fans love it. Oh, they get into it. Everybody sings it. So that part is cool. And I appreciate, I just don't think like if we were, if we were ranking things out, we are in some ways. Yeah. It would not be in my top five. Okay, fair enough. And perhaps not in the top ten. Oh, probably top ten. But um, it's ahead of St. Louis and Washington, I can tell you that much. Well, that's for sure. There are, there's some others I really like. There's uh Minnesota, I think is perfect. I mean Prince is from right there, right there. Yeah, it's right there. The his studio is still there. You can tour it, which I was going to do this year until we had the rain out. So oh. I'm going to do that down the road. But I think that is a great one. I think there's a couple of uh, underrated ones. I think uh, one of them I really like because there's some history to it is when the Kansas City Royals win a game. When I hear this, I just think that there's a platter of barbecue in front of me. Yeah, it's good. It has a great KC vibe to it. You know, what's cool about it, too, there's actually Beatles history in Kansas City. One of the greatest concerts ever in Kansas City. and had to do with Charlie Finley getting the Beatles to come to Kansas City. So it's not just randomly some the Beatles spooky. singing about Kansas City. There's actually some connection there, too, which I think is very cool. I also uh, think the Colorado Rockies... Have, I think, a very underrated one, a local. I mean, Joe Walsh lives in Colorado, or lived in Colorado. He's got... I mean, he's singing about Casey at the Bat in the song. And it's called Rocky Mountain Way. Oh. So. I mean, you, I can... I see why they went there. Yeah. I mean, I, I that doesn't, it doesn't totally float my boat, but I, I get it. I get it. I'm not put off by it. Should we do we, we, one, do we have one left? Well, yeah, we have one left. And I think, we're not, we're do not, we both agree that this one is the best in baseball? By the way, we're not going, I mean, I, I don't want to say this word, but Yankees, we're not going there? No, uh, we can. Do you, you want to do Yankees? I mean, do you have it? I do. Give me a second here. 
I mean, it's really good. I mean, it's Sinatra. I, that's the problem, right? I yeah. mean, even if see, it's like this is where you're torn because even as Yankee haters, I mean, can you also hate Sinatra? No, they also. I think they play this when they lose too, so you can still hear it when they lose, which is great. That's the problem. Yeah, you have to save it, man. When you associate it with the Yankees win, that's then, where it's like, yeah, no it's, thanks. It's like you got to choose one, man. Yeah. So that one's not as fun. Great song. Great just, song. Great song. Just not as fun. This is a bad association. In a bad association. Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, one of our favorites. We've heard too many times in the last couple of days, I think. But. But it's this is this gets a little awkward right now. I know it is because it, we have heard it too much. Yeah, we've heard it too much. But it. I'm gonna tell you a story. I wanna tell you about my town. And it's it, when you experience it in person, which unfortunately we have. Uh, there's something about when it hits. You know that initial. Hit, start me over. Start yeah. me over. Right there, because yeah. it hits at the perfect time at the moment the game ends when the crowd is erupting, and it's something about the whole atmosphere coming together. And the song is about Boston, even though the band had never been never been to Boston. To Boston. They were like in L.A. Yeah, that's right. They were like, let's and think about that dirty river. Like not living about. They've never been to Boston. <laughs> writing the song, but still, it, it really works. Hit me from the top one more time. You want you yeah, want the right top again? Top, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's something about the way that it that it takes story. off. You know, yeah, it's not a way. it's not a gradual yeah, climb. It's, it's just like a bam, right at the moment. Yeah. And whoever's on the button that yeah. does it is perfect. By the way, if you were on the button, wouldn't you be a little afraid that you would, you know? Absolutely. Press, that's press launch too. That's soon? why I'm I'm really impressed by the perfection of it because whoever's on the button like hits it at the moment when it easily could be like a drop. Like, let's go back last night. I mean, yeah. Kike Hernandez made this incredible catch yeah. back towards the triangle. That's right. That was not a gimme by any means. No, and not at all. I, if I was on the button. I would have pushed it, and then he would have dropped the ball. <laughs> <laughs> then, whoa, 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 fade down, fade down, fade down, fade down. I mean, it's two point. You're fired now. Yeah, you're fired. Uh, Boston has like the, the drop kick. Murphy's after yeah, two. They, There's yeah, like they have a like, whole it's like a three or concert four song. after a win. It's a whole playlist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully, it won't happen today. Absolutely, Garrett. Great job. I know you spent a lot of time on Napster getting all these things. So good downloading and good DJing. <laughs> nice. Uh, very nicely done. You really do do it all. Um, but. Just to finish where we started, Fire? Hendrix and Fire is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. We're pretty lucky to have that one. Yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 